Welcome to Gender Meowster Podcast Network. Genderful is a talk show featuring non-binary and trans folks discussing various topics and special interests. We kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of identities. All opinions are the speaker's own. This show airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gender meowster and VODs with show notes can also be found on YouTube. is going to be a weekly series so it might be nice to have this to look back on so first it'll be a vlog diary entry type thing and then we can do ask me anything stuff so i am my first hrt dose testosterone was march 11th 2021 today is april 5th 2021 so it's been three and a half weeks or so the 11th will be four weeks and last night my wife trans capybara noticed that i'm starting to get peach fuzz on my upper lip i did this last night with middling success let's see i'm going to get closer to the camera and see if you can see it it's probably going to be out of focus though i'll try the autofocus we'll see how that goes um but it's really cool and i was texting with one of my non-binary pals transmasculine non-binary pals yesterday and the pal was recommending this over-the-counter medicine which i'm going to talk to my doctor about in two days when i have my visit with her but it's something called Minoxidil. It is a topical solution for hair growth. And so what I could do is put this minoxidil on my face to help the hair growth on my face happen better, which is great. There's actually a subreddit that they recommended. What's it called? R slash, I think it's Minox Beards. Yeah, I'll type it in the chat here. And sorry for the all caps. I was looking on there and it's amazing in five, even just five months, people go from really sparse facial hair to like robust look. There's this filter on Zoom that I've been really grooving on that says a beard filter. And so every time I'm in a Zoom meeting now, I'll have my little beard filter going, which is super cool. I forget that I have it turned on and then I see myself in the Zoom call and I have the same reaction every time. It's just instant gender euphoria. It's really delightful. Yeah, so that's the thing that is bringing me joy. In the first three weeks, I noticed I was having a lot of, my frustration tolerance was lower and I was really angry and having to sit with the anger a lot. Thankfully, I feel like I'm in a place in my life where I have one, my entire prefrontal cortex, I'm 31. So my, my brain has finished becoming a brain for the most part. So that definitely makes it easier. And two, I have had a lot more practice learning about emotional intelligence and how to cope with my feelings, therapy and other sorts of groups that focus on feeling your feelings and processing them. And I feel like I'm more ready for puberty this time than I was the first time, which was like, oh God, puberty number one was rough. So for the the Raiders that just got here, we were, I'm just talking, doing a little gender check-in. I'm about three and a half weeks on HRT. And so we're talking about gender and yeah. That sort of thing. Oh, reminds me. There is another thing that I've noticed that's been happening. The the very bottom of my throat has a tickle, but I keep checking my lymph nodes and they're not swollen. So I think what's actually happening is like the lengthening of my vocal cords and the thickening of my vocal cords. And I'm noticing that I'm choosing to talk in my lower register more often, uh, except when I get excited or happy, then I'm up again. But it's been interesting to notice that shift. What's gender anyways, but a construct in society. Oh, it's good. Good stuff.
Let's see. Okay. So I talked about my voice. I talked about hair growth. I talked about feelings. I feel like there was another thing, but I'm now I'm totally forgetting it. Speaking of eggs, Easter just happened. And all I can think about is trans eggs cracking. Y'all, I love this. I love that I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk about gender. And all the pals are coming to the yard. That's really cool. Makes you want to cry in a good way. All right. So first question, when I came out as gender fluid, my hormones go up and down. How did you deal with it? it I feel like part of how... Hey, Rooker, welcome in. Can we get a shout out for Rooker, please? I feel like with hormones... You just, you gotta ride it. You gotta ride it out. It's the sort of thing where you need to realize that feelings aren't facts. That the emotions you're experiencing maybe are based in reality, but maybe are not. And having some detachment from your own feelings can be really helpful. And honestly, meditation has been a great way for me to cultivate that. Otherwise I get caught up in, caught up in it all in my head. And just so folks know, any of the questions that I, or the answers that I share, these are my own personal opinion. This isn't, it's not, we're not a monolith. We don't all have the same answer to these questions. So if you ask another trans or non-binary person, you might get a different answer. I was confused and someone told me before I knew it. Ooh, someone told you that they thought you might be gender fluid before you knew it. There are LGBTQ people in your life and your egg mode, which is that period of time Welcome in Radical Lynx with Party of 23. Let's get a shout out for Radical Lynx, please. Welcome, welcome here, y'all. We're talking about gender today. Welcome to the clouder, Xavier Zeta and Corvus Ursa. I beat my, I beat my notification on that second. I lost track of my train of thought because I'm having such a fun time talking with all of you. Oh yes. So if, if there are LGBTQ pals in your life, they might notice the signs before you. If you are some flavor of LGBTQ, my, my wife and I call that egg mode. And so it's, we notice when the new LGBTQ folks are starting to hatch before they do. Capybara, who is my wife, trans Capybara and I have also talked about how folks in like a friend group, one person comes out as trans and people who are similar tend to gravitate towards each other. So there might be a bunch of people who are trans egg mode in the same friend group. And then one after another, you just notice they all start hatching. And it's really surreal experiencing the complete disillusion of one's gender and identity and having to put all the pieces back together because there is no script. There is no like series of TV shows and movies I watched as a kid that prepared me for any of this. It's all a totally new experience. Okay, I'm going to catch up on chat a minute here. Then you came out as asexual, then demisexual, then under the umbrella. Yeah, there's a lot of different, a lot of different sexualities to be. It's true. My, my wife is Demi. It's an adventure. You are also trans. Yes, you are, Capybara. Hello, hello, egg mode. Yes, hopefully I explained that because I'm a couple minutes behind on chat. Also, thank you to the other followers. I forgot where I left off. There's uh, Paste Cumin, Kavas Residue, and Core 10K. Welcome to the Clouder of Meowsters. Bread. Hello, bread. Can we get a shout out for bread plays, please? There's a three for the E. Meowdy. Lovely. Ian says, they saw me going back and forth, male or female, flopping around on the gender spectrum. It's, it's okay. It's allowed. You don't have to be, you don't have to be the same presentation or identity every day of your life. You're allowed to 
vacillate and move around and switch it up. Yeah. If anyone has any questions, yes, please post them in the AMA channel because I am going to, I am going to get behind on chat if it gets moving too fast. You came out as demisexual to us all. Yay. Demisexual is such a lovely sexuality. It's the love and care and trust comes first. I also feel like demisexuality is very common in the neurodiverse community because I know at least for me as someone who I self-diagnose as having both autism and ADHD to be determined if I will ever get a medical diagnosis on those because it's really hard doing the higher brain functioning to get the medical appointments you need to get those diagnoses. It's like having the thing makes it really hard to get diagnosed for having the thing. My glove. But I think for me as a neurodivergent person, there definitely needs to be a level of trust first with someone before any of that other stuff comes. So it makes sense to me that other pals in the community who might be neurodiverse would identify as demisexual. Igmode is a person who's trans but has not come out yet to themselves. Everything's new for you. So fluffy. Hey, you came out when you were in middle school, so you don't really know egg mode. That's amazing. There's a lot of different coming outs, though. Like, a person doesn't just come out one time. I... You come out to every person you meet sometimes. Maybe it's obvious. I like to think that if someone looks at me, they think, lesbian. <laughs> Based on the haircut and my general butch body shape <laughs> and pre gender presentation, but that's not always true. What type of professional should I visit first when wanting to get transition treatments? FTNB. I don't know where to start. That's a great question, Trash. And I'm totally behind on chat. I'm just taking chat in order so I don't miss things. I think that it depends on what you're wanting to do first, Trash. If you are wanting top surgery, at least here in the United States, which I know you're in a different country, you're over in Europe, having some sort of... There's some therapy and letters and things. That's the WPATH 7 recommendations and that WPATH is world physician something something. It's like the global trans guidebook manual thing that doctors and insurance companies all over the world follow. So you probably need to start with some therapy, not to make you not trans or non-binary, but to um, start having the documentation that you actually are which is super gatekeepy and annoying, but also just true. Question before I turn, but I found it was easier to start HRT than it was to get approved for my top surgery. Like I applied for top surgery and it was denied and I'm in an appeal process right now. I know that's common with when people are applying for disability. I don't know if it's common for top surgery. I did have a breast reduction a couple years ago. And so maybe they think, oh, you already had that thing done. Why do you need it again? That's ridiculous. And it's no, but actually like the first time was for back pain. The second time is for gender. So it's a little different. Question before I turn to gender fluid, you were demi girl, but someone told me I was demi boy and you got more confused. That's another good question. Here's the thing, my friend Ian, that you are the identity that you choose. Other people can't tell you who you are. Just straight up. Other people can't tell you who you are. I saw someone else post on Reddit the last day or so that their mom was telling them their identities and it's, that's not it at all. You had the medical diagnosis, but not much came out of it because eventually you got tired of relying on others. Let's see. You have a question. You try to keep up with all the things, but I just can't. But what does demisexual mean? Darkness, I'm assuming you saying you try to keep up with all the things is you're trying to consistently understand LGBTQ stuff. And maybe you are, I don't know if you're cis or het, but it's a lot of things to keep track of. What does demisexual mean? Let me open the gender wiki 
so I can read you a concise explanation. Demisexual. Ooh. It's cutting off the last two characters, but I'll read it to you. So demisexual is a sexual orientation on the asexual spectrum defined as someone who does not experience sexual attraction until they have formed a deep emotional connection with someone. The connection can be romantic, platonic, or some other form of connection. What counts as a close connection can vary between demisexuals. Forming an emotional bond with someone does not mean that one is automatically attracted to said person, as it just means there's now a possibility for one to feel attraction. Catching up on words and things. Capybara, thank you, but that is very specific. I'm not sure I can find one in reachable distance. Pretty much, you're just gender non-conforming. Nice. There's some folks online on Zoom now. Zoom? Oh, you mean therapy. You mean gender-related therapy on Zoom. That's true. Alex, you are mostly they, them, or he, they. Nice. You're copying questions to the AMA channel. I appreciate that you're doing that. It took me this long to find that message. <laughs> I love it. More welcomes to the clutter. I don't remember if I said add a rain stopper and Leah Thal sandwich. Welcome to the clutter of meowsters. Thanks for following. It's ridiculous how many homophobes there are coming into your chat. I hear that. It's really interesting. The other day I was streaming a, a productivity stream. Like I was just sitting here doing my own thing, not even talking about anything, but I had this non-binary flag as my background and I had more trolls in that one stream than I've had in any stream ever. I was like, I'm literally doing nothing and people are like coming and giving me a hard time. It's surreal. Good mods are very helpful. It's true. Ah, oh, yes. There is a podcast. If you'd like to listen to it, our characters are very LGBTQ. I think at least half of them usually are non-binary. And many of them are gay. It is fun. Gender wiki. Could I post the link for the gender wiki? Yes, I can. Boom. There it is. A gender abolitionist. Oh, that's cool. Just there's no gender anymore. Get over it. Sounds related to sapiosexual. Let's look that one up too. I think sapio has more to do with you like how other people's brains works. And demi is more like you get to know them like their personality and you trust them more. Sapiosexual is defined as when one finds intelligence sexually attractive or arousing or finds intelligence to be the most attractive attribute in a person. Sapiosexual can sometimes be classified as an asexual spectrum identity, but isn't always. So it's a little different. It's not the same type, but it, they're related to each other. Yeah, totally related. You love the fact that everyone can form their own relationship with gender identity. Yeah, you're a lesbian, but you never had to look into sexuality or gender identity, but you want to learn. That's cool. Love that. I turned the music off because it was too many inputs in my brain at the same time. I just couldn't do it. You love that you're not alone. Maybe if we did some really chill piano music and not that whatever that hypey stuff was. Let's see. Where's chill piano? Chill piano. I like the chill piano station. It's very nice. I can't hear it though. Maybe it's just getting started. Your girlfriend also falls under the ace umbrella and your aloe. Racer gal, welcome to the clouder. Welcome in the clouder of meowsters. I'm just catching up on chat. It's been moving a little quicker than usual today. Yeah, we're talking about gender. I think I've caught up on all of the AMA questions so far. Let's see. Oh, are they getting deleted when I answer them? Cool. Mirror me, holding it down, keeping it flowing. 
Love you too. Though. Y'all racer gal is my mom. <laughs> Welcome in mom. <laughs> I'm glad you're here learning about stuff. What's aloe? Let's look it up. Ooh, there's allosexual and alloromantic. Hi mom and love. Tanskai Vivera is my wife. Having a wholesome little family reunion here on stream today. Love it. Can be hard to focus when chat is going quickly and not used to it totally. Okay, so aloe. Allosexual, also known as Z-sexual, also refers to people who are not on the asexual spectrum. In other words, it describes someone who regularly experiences sexual attraction to others, but it does not necessarily refer to sexual identity by itself. It is an umbrella term created by the A-spec community as a way to describe anyone who is not asexual in the same way transgender individuals use the term cisgender to refer to someone who is not trans. There you go. There you go. Aloe is like cis. Great. No, mom is saying hi to the daughter-in-law. Y'all, it's so wholesome. So I don't know why the captions just said Bible. They're imperfect, my captioning software. Aloe like Allosaurus. I like it. All the sauruses. Okay, more bites of egg, I think. My lunch today is four fried eggs, and I've eaten two of them, and they are delicious. Z-bread? I haven't heard of Z-bread. Another word to describe what a normie I am. There you go. Here's the thing, though. Even if you are a normie, you can signal to other people that you're a normie who cares about others who are not like you by using these words. So, like, I posted on Twitter yesterday, today, time is a construct, I don't know when, recently, that one way that people can be allies is to post your pronouns everywhere your name appears in writing. So if you you got back just in time to see cute stuff in chat, oh, welcome in. So if you're cisgender or the gender you were assigned at birth is the gender you still are, putting your name and then putting your pronouns in brackets after. So like for me, it would be like meowster, they, them, or I don't know, brackets, whatever these ones are that are curvier. I'm forgetting all my words. It's okay though. My brain just went off on a side tangent that was like, brackets are in programming and this is the blocky ones. And usually I use the curvy ones. Parentheses, that's the word, blah, blah. Anyways, I think we're back. Okay, this might be a new video later. So welcome to Genderful, a conversation about gender and sexuality here with me, Dungeon Master. My name is Dungeon Master. I use they, them pronouns. And we are talking about gender today. All right. I already forgot what we were talking about. Listening to jazz radio and staying tuned to the channel. <laughs> yes, thank you for hanging with us. Sorry about that, everyone. Where were we? There was a question about how to know what pronouns to use. Oh, yes, we were talking about pronouns. Okay, great. Thank you for the reminder. On the topic of what pronouns to use for a person, you could just ask them. I think, yeah, normalizing pronouns is the topic. If you introduce yourself... Hi, I'm, and I use X pronouns, whatever your pronouns are. That's a verbal way of doing the thing I was trying to say about text written out pronouns, which is if you have a Twitter, put your pronouns in your, either your username or your bio. Uh, username would pop up everywhere and it's actually more useful, but if you don't have room because you're using your characters for other stuff, your bio would be great. Another great way to, to do that is like on Discord. If you're in multiple servers, 
you can edit your nickname usually in servers. I I can't I don't know if you if there's ever if that's ever restricted. I haven't noticed that, but it's possible. I don't have their settings memorized. But you can edit your nickname and you can add your pronouns after your name. Um like yes the, the server might have opt-in roles. I would say newer servers usually don't have the bots that give you the opt-in roles for those sorts of things. That is all third-party stuff that has been created to work around some of the features that don't currently exist within Discord. And yeah, putting your names places. Even if you are the gender, if you have the benefit or privilege of being the gender that people think you are, if you're cis, if you look and sound the way that you identify, you can be an ally to the rest of us who aren't that by making it normal to just share your pronouns everywhere. It's the world will be safer for trans and non-binary people if everyone uses their pronouns. It can be a safety thing. You can become a big target places if you're the only one talking about pronouns in a space. So if our cisgender comrades jump on that train, you can help us out. If for a minute you thought I put on a boa, that's really funny. <laughs> I took my jacket off. <laughs> Depending on comfort levels, you can also change the name everywhere in Discord. Yeah, I am in a lot of servers and I haven't gone and done that thing with the nicknames that's been on my to-do list. I just still haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. You're still learning to use your pronouns. And the thing is too, pronouns can change. They can change over time. One of my, one of my characters in our persistent campaign, Aslan Smolder Mittens, in the, the Rainbow Hyperdrive game that we play, which actually has its own Twitter, I think. I don't even know if it's linked there. I don't think that's it. Let's see, I'll just type it in. But Aslan Smolder Mittens uses they and he pronouns. And honestly, I'm using a tabletop role-playing game to test that out and see how I feel about it. So then it's for two hours a week, my friends can use they and he interchangeably. And these are friends who care about me and love me and we've been on our various gender and identities journeys together for over a year. And so it's we have that understanding and, and love and kindness with each other. You're thinking about coming out as envy, but you're not sure how people will take it. Here you, Xavier. It's, it's hard at first. My, some of my family members still use my dead name. My dead name, ooh, is the stream crashing again? This would be the perfect time for that to happen. A dead name is the name that you were assigned at birth that maybe is not your name anymore. I'm curious why this is unstable. Curious. It's not the network. I was literally just typing you about that. Let's see. Maybe I will do a thingy, task manager, and see what's eating up all my stuff here. Streamlabs, Google Chrome, and my video thing are eating up stuff. Okay. We're going to close the internet then for now because we're not actively using it. Oh, except we are for the captions. Shoot. We are for the captions. Close that. Whoops. Whoops. Could I expand on why it's called a dead name? Yes. So a dead name is a name that you don't use anymore. And you treat it like it's dead. You don't say it anymore. You, you maybe refer to it as someone's dead name. I know one person in my life is trying to use the phrase old name because the phrase dead name is too specialty and it's hard to work that into their vocabulary so far. But yeah, a dead name is probably the name you're given at birth. And if you are a genderful being, you, it may not match your gender because names 
can, don't always, but can have genders that are associated with them. So Capybara says, uh, you don't even think about the dead names. It's everywhere it exists, you squash it. You used to have a dead name. And so, like in my process, I've updated my social security card, my driver's license, and my passport, which all of that costs money. Being trans is expensive, as a, by the way. <laughs> like, trans and non-binary people are not doing this for fun. It costs a lot of money to be trans. It's a big safety issue. It is. Uh, because if you pass as whatever your gender is, which means in my case, if I'm non-binary, but if I was on the binary and I looked like a guy, if someone called me my dead name, it would out me as a trans person. And there are uh, bad actors out there who want to find people like me and do physical bodily harm to me be just because I'm trans for no other reason. So it's really helpful to not to not <laughs> call people those old names. You looked out of it because your birth name was already gender neutral. That's great. Yes, I have imagined if I'm ever naming kids or if anyone asks me what they should name their kids, I'm always going to suggest something gender neutral. Like those folks that stormed the Capitol. Exactly. You're in gender bubbles. Tell us about gender bubbles, Ian. I'm curious. It's also like a lot of work to find all the places your dead name exists. I think though someone... I vaguely remember someone mentioning that they had made a list of all the places you might need to change it. So there's still two places my old name exists. My car title, because I bought the car before I was my new name. It was seven or eight years ago. And changing it with the... I've now forgotten once more what I was speaking of. You've always liked your name, but the more you grow accommodated to your real gender, the more you fleet towards Lex. I like that. Lex is a good strong name. My my wife's in real life name is one letter off from her dead name. And it I don't know. It can help folks adjust to your new name. The first two letters of my current name are the first two letters of my dead name. Common to have that be a thing. What else? What else? Talked about pronouns. You're talking about this in a stream and some lefty was really rude about it and you're like literally people are dying because they're trans and I don't care what we should be focusing on. People are dying. That's really cool. I was looking for a name similar to your sign name, but you found no way. You didn't find one that fit. I think Lex is great. I think it's great. 